Well, I, I think we mean well when we say them. We want to offer some glimmer of hope, um, some encouragement, some perspective to someone who needs help. So, you know, we say things like, well, everything happens for a reason. Or, God won't give you more than you can handle. We mean well, but what if what we're saying is only half true? What if what we're saying is only half true? We have things that we tell others that perhaps we have not fully thought through ourselves or carefully examined. So we accept them, we say them, we repeat them because, well, they sound good. They sound right. They sound true. But if we really unpacked them, we might end up asking ourselves, wait, do we really believe that? Do we really believe that? So this sermon series over the next six Sundays is going to examine some of those half-truths that we all say. It's based on Adam Hamilton's book called Half-Truths. And this is important because sometimes the things that we say actually hurt people. They can cause harm. They can lead people to wrong conclusions about God and what God is like that are just untrue. They can end up pushing people further away from God. They actually sometimes help us avoid thinking carefully through complex and difficult issues of life and faith. So my hope, my hope is uh, with this series is not to to irritate you, but it may challenge you. Uh, my hope is that in this series, uh, we'll be ch- our assumptions will be challenged, and maybe we'll think twice before we say some of these things to folks. Ultimately, my hope is that we'll all be led into the deeper whole truth found in Jesus Christ. So today we begin with this phrase, God won't give you more than you can handle. God won't give you more than you can handle. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, grow and transform us, that we might bear fruit for your kingdom. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So two, two scripture lessons this morning. The first from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verse 13. Paul writes, No temptation has seized you that isn't common for people. But God is faithful. He won't allow you to be tempted beyond your abilities. Instead, with the temptation, God will also supply a way out so that you will be able to endure it. And then a second scripture reading this morning from Psalm 46, the first three verses. God is our refuge and strength, a help always near in times of great trouble. That's why we won't be afraid when the world falls apart, when the mountains crumble to the center of the sea, when the waters roar and rage, when the mountains shake because of its surging waves. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, you're going through a trying time. It feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And inevitably, someone says this, right? I I know you're going through a, 
such a difficult time right now. The burden is just too heavy. You don't know if you're going to be able to, to bear it, to take it anymore, but it's going to be all right. Remember, God never gives us more than we can handle. Perhaps you've heard someone say that to you. Perhaps you've said it to someone else. It's meant to encourage. It sounds good, but it's half true. And like most half-truths, this one has some scriptural basis. People usually are referring to or are thinking in their minds of 1 Corinthians 10.13, that first passage that we just read, right? As the source for this, for this phrase. But really the phrase, God, never, God won't give you more than you can handle, is a misquote of that scripture passage. Because Paul is talking about temptation. Paul's talking about temptation, not just any old difficult thing that we're going through. Now, interestingly, the Greek word for temptation and test is the same word. But if we look at the verses that come before verse 13 in that chapter, Paul is warning against giving in to certain sinful behaviors uh, like uh, sexual um, immorality, uh, like idol worship. Remember, Corinth was a Roman state. Paul's writing to brand new Christians there. Brand new Christians who previously were pagans, were Gentiles, engaging in all kinds of, of practices that now were not in line with the way of Jesus. And so they're trying really hard to leave this idol worship and and, this, and the temple prostitution, yet these new Christians are literally surrounded by temptations, face temptations almost at every corner, because there are idols almost at every corner there. So they're trying to follow Jesus, but sometimes they, they went back to their old ways, and so Paul is trying to, to warn them and to encourage them. So that's the context about God not letting someone be tempted beyond her abilities. Paul reminds the Corinthians before this verse, as he keep, if you keep reading, Paul reminds them that, you know, that they're not the only ones who have dealt with, with temptation, right? That's meant to encourage, like, you're not the only ones who have had to deal with temptations like these. He, he goes on to say, like, even Israel in the wilderness succumbed to temptations of this sort. So Paul's telling them that, that their experience isn't unique. And that means our experience isn't unique. Jesus was tempted. We face temptations. The good news is about God promising to help us when we are tempted. God will always supply us with a way out to endure the temptation. That's because of Jesus. Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life. Jesus was tempted in every way and yet came out victorious. He defeated the power of sin. So now by God's grace, we can overcome the temptations we face. God will give us a way out. The catch is, the catch is we have to be alert for it and seize it. Because, you know, in, in my experience, I don't know about you, but my experience tells me that there usually is a way out temptation. The problem is I might not be trying very hard to run for the exit. For instance, I've been trying to get off of my phone more, especially in the confines of my own house. The other day I was at home with, with Gabriel and Ellis 
and they were playing in our living room, and there I was on my phone doing absolutely nothing important whatsoever. And Gabriel asked me for help with something. There was my way out right there. That was my way out. Did I take it? Nope. I kept looking at my phone, said, wait, just hold on a second, Gabriel. Just wait a second. All right. Temptation comes our way. Many days for me, it's my phone. But it isn't God who tempts. It isn't God who tempts. It's God who provides a way out. God is trying to give us an out. So, the scripture passage that is the closest to this half-true statement that we say actually means something different. But pastor, isn't it still true, though? Like, God won't give us more than we can handle? Like, but isn't that still true? Isn't that helpful for people going through a difficult time? Pastor Adam Hamilton tells the story of a conversation he had with a woman about this very subject. And the woman spoke about, about how, for years, this statement helped her uh, when she was facing difficult things. Like, it helped, it helped her to deal with them. She kept telling herself, you know, God won't give me more than I can handle. God won't give me more than I can handle. And it was reassuring. And then, and then one day, she says, I, I was at my therapist's office. And I mentioned it to him, and he laughed and said, are you kidding me? Surely you don't believe that, right? I can tell you plenty of stories about people who have had way more than they could handle. In fact, my profession consists in helping people such as those. How much more... So, does God's work consist in helping people who have way more than they can handle? We are finite human beings, creatures beautifully and wonderfully made. But we need help often. And that's okay. We are creatures, not the creator. The only being in the universe that can handle everything, including death, is God Almighty. Right? I mean, raise your hand if you have ever had more than you could handle. Right? I, see, I feel like most, like most hands are going up in the room, right? I have a hunch that, that all of us have had times in our lives where we have faced or felt like we were facing way more than we could handle on our own, which is precisely why we've needed help from outside of ourselves, why we've needed God or we've needed a community of love and support others. And so the second half of that statement really misses the point. And that leaves us with the first half. God won't give you more than you can handle. God won't give you pause and just think about that for a second. When we say these words, we're suggesting that whatever painful or difficult things that are happening in our lives, God gave them to us. What are we saying about God? What are we assuming? I mean, this implies and suggests that God is the cause of our hardship and pain. And that's, I don't have to tell you, like, that's very problematic. 
I mean, would you want to worship, place your life, your hope, your trust in a God that gave us suffering? Some arbitrary deity that delighted in bending us to the breaking point just to see what would happen? What kind of God tests his children by by having their friends suffer from cancer, by having them lose a job, by having them live in an abusive relationship, by suffering from an addiction? These things are not a part of God's perfect plan. They're not sent from God. But they're a part of our human experience. Here's the truth, not the half-truth. Here's the truth. God doesn't give them to us. Do you know what God does give us? God's self in the midst of them. God's own self in the midst of them. I love Psalm 23's very truthful reminder. You know how the beginning of this goes. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Even though. In other words, not if. Not if. But when. When we are knee deep in way more than we can handle situations. I will not be afraid. Why? Because I can make it on my own? Because God won't give me more than I can handle? No, because you are with me. God is with us. Right there in the middle, walking alongside of us through the dark valley. Seeing us through. God walks with us. God has already walked through. God has already walked through all of those situations in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus experienced everything. Everything that we could ever possibly experience So Jesus knew exactly what it was to bear more than we can bear because he did bear it all for the weight of the world on his shoulders. But his resurrection proved that all of these kind of things, even death itself, will not have the final word in our lives. The good news, the promise is, the encouraging word, isn't that we won't go through these hard times. It's that in all situations, God is our help and our strength very near in times of trouble, as Psalm 46 just said. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in times of trouble. And that's why we won't fall apart when the world falls apart. That's why we won't crumble when the mountains crumble to the sea. Not because we can handle it, but because God, God is our help and always near in times of trouble. And so maybe the better, truer promise, the more beautiful one is this. God will help you handle. God will help you handle all that you've been given. God will help you handle all that you've been given. I've only been a pastor for for seven years. But even in that short time, I have walked through some difficult seasons and things with people. And I've often wondered about whether these people would be able to make it through. But I've also discovered, I've also discovered that people find the strength somehow. People find the strength somehow 
to endure through the worst of times and experiences. How? Because they tap into their faith and trust in God. They tap into their experience of God, God's care for them, and they tap into their community of love and support. Watching them, indeed, watching some of you sitting in this room this morning and think about other, thinking about others in our midst, seeing you all do that has helped me trust God more fully. I can remember a car ride uh, with a pastor colleague in, in the North Carolina conference uh, coming back from an event. At that time, he had uh, recently been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, and we were riding back together from this event in, in the car, and he was sharing with me just all the challenges of not just the cancer itself, but, but the treatment that he was receiving. And, and I remember feeling just overwhelmed, just listening to him. And I remember thinking, this is so much to deal with. Do you know what I managed not to say? Well, friend, you sure are going through a lot, but God won't give you more than you can handle. I didn't say that. Miraculously, in a Holy Spirit kind of moment, I said something like this. Wow, that's, that's overwhelming. I can't imagine how hard it is. How can I help? I don't always get it right. I don't always say the right things, but in that moment, it felt right. And at a very practical level, like maybe that's what we need to be prepared to say and to do. This is too much to handle alone right now. How can I help you? How can I walk alongside you in this? How can I be there for you and with you? How can I pray for you? During the recording of one of their studio albums, uh, U2, and the lead singer Bono, one of their albums, uh, Bono became aware that his father um, was dying from cancer. And Bono wrote a song about him that was originally called Tough. And he ended up singing it at his father's funeral. And it made it on to their, their next album, but under a different title. And the title was, Sometimes You Can't Make It On Your Own. If you know you too, it's on How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. It's on that album. And this is how the first part of the song goes. Tough. You think you've got the stuff. You're telling me and anyone you're hard enough. You don't have to put up a fight. You don't have to always be right. Let me take some of the punches for you tonight. Listen to me now. I need to let you know you don't have to go it alone. And it's you when I look in the mirror and it's you when I don't pick up the phone. Sometimes you can't make it on your own. God won't give you more than you can handle? That's a half-truth. When we're facing temptations, remember, God will give us 
a way out. And we can find encouragement and we can turn to the scripture in, in 1 Corinthians 10.13 for that. But when we walk through hard times and difficult circumstances, adversity in our life, it is alright to admit sometimes we can't make it on our own. But God is with us. Other people are with us. We all face adversity in our lives. We all experience hardships. If we are living, breathing human beings, we will all face things that are way more than we can handle. But God is not the source of that adversity. God doesn't give us bad things. But God does give us God's own self. To walk with us in the middle of the hardship, of the, of, the, of the adversity. And God gives us one another to help us bear the load. God is our refuge, our strength, very near in times of trouble. God is our refuge and strength, very near in times of trouble. Friends, that's the good news. That's the whole truth. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.